Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like this podcast, then you will love my new course, called the sticky habit method. It's all about how to form habits outside of perfectionism. And yes, it is possible. You can check it out at aboutprogress.com slash sticky habit method. When was the last time you had some time to yourself outside of your responsibilities that are connected to others? And when you had that time, did you find yourself using it in ways that felt good? Maybe some self-care or doing some productive things that felt in alignment with what you actually needed? Or did you find yourself running around like a chicken with its head cut off or burying your head in the sand because it was just too much to sort out in the moment? If you struggle with using your alone time wisely, today's coaching call will help. You will hear me coach a progressor named Amy, and Amy has up to an hour most mornings before her kids are up and she's off to the races with them. She knows she wants this time to be about herself. A big hooray for that. But she still alternates feeling overwhelmed about her competing priorities for this time, and she feels stretched thin or ends up being scattered 
And no matter what, she finds herself alternating feeling guilty for whatever she leaves undone or finding herself staying in bed to avoid it all. You'll hear me walk Amy through her biggest priorities for this precious alone time and sort through what her obstacles are that are getting in the way of her using it intentionally. And then we move towards some practical solutions that will help her better and more intentionally use this precious time for herself. As you listen, think about the short windows of time that you can create in your day-to-day life, even if it starts with 10 minutes, and how you can learn from what we talk through with Amy about how to better and more intentionally use your alone time in ways that help you be the person you need and want to be. Thanks for joining me on a coaching call today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. You were so kind to be willing to do this. Let's start with a little introduction. Tell us about you. Well, I, I, I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for taking my question seriously. Cause it's something that I've wondered for a long time. I love personal development stuff. I love thinking about productivity and I'm not always the best at implementing it, but I love to just hear things and stick them in as it works for my life. So I have five kids and they range in age from 18 down to eight. And I've been a stay at home mom the whole time. And when my youngest went went to preschool and then kindergarten, I started to realize, like, I was just kind of walking in circles, like, what do I do with my time? And so I decided that I wanted to go to graduate school. And so I've been doing that for the last couple of years. And in the fall, I have a full-time internship lined up and I'm just going to dive into full-time work again. So Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to utilize, utilize my time. You know, even I am sure as a stay at home mom, like time is of the essence too, right? It's never not of the essence, but because of these seasonal changes and big shifts and responsibilities that come with them, we find ourselves having to meet them in different ways than we did in the past or in more intensive ways. And so you going to school with five kids and all those responsibilities that still exist, even while they're at school, that's a lot. So I just want to honor that in you and I'm excited for your internship. So tell us what you are coming to this coaching call wondering about. What I have in mind is specifically what to do with the morning hour. Like I know that it's kind of magical to wake up before your kids because you can get something done before, you know, everything falls apart later in the day or whatever. So I really believe in waking up earlier than my kids to do something of mine. Okay. I, my main question is, is how do I decide what to do with that magical hour that will be the best use of my time? And so that I'm not wasting it. So that that's kind of the direction of what I'm wanting to know. Okay. So with this question, I'm going to have a few follow-up questions. So do you typically have a set aside hour already in the morning that already exists for you? Uh-huh. Yes. And, and luckily it's grown a bunch during the summer because now my kids sleep in more. So sure. I do have some more time now, 
but I definitely have just like, I wake up and I know that, you know, after my husband is leaving that I've got, okay, I've got this time, I've got about an hour. And then I don't know what will happen after that. So that's how it is in full reactive mode. So this is your time to be really intentional because yes. the rest yes. of the day can be pretty reactive in nature. So you need to be more flexible and responding to the needs of your kids and also the needs of your, your schoolwork and upcoming work, full-time work. So this is your one hour of being intentional. Okay. Yeah, so I love that word intentional. Great. So with that time, what do you want to do during that time? Like, what are you okay. wanting to fit in ideally? Okay. So if you want to know my, my, I, I kind of have thought about three different things. Okay. So number one, when I started out waking up earlier than, than my kids, I, it was my time for gospel study where I just, it was quiet. My mind was fresh and it was so life-changing, just a time to reflect and be enlightened and start up my day on like the perfect foot. And that was amazing. Mm -hmm. So that is one big thing that's important to me to do first thing in the morning. So then I started to like, I would always exercise, but like with my kids and like, you know, it's just like kids climbing on you and you get interrupted and it's just hard. Or I like don't shower all day because I didn't finish my workout or whatever. So then I decided if I could do my exercising a really good workout during that hour. Like it's, it has to be in the morning first thing. And so then I shifted to exercise in the morning and it was amazing. Started out the day, awesome, feeling good energy, feeling so healthy. And then I could like shower and move on with the day. And so that was great. But then I'm like, ah, but I didn't do my gospel study and I missed that. And I would kind of, yeah, I just kind of feel a guilt and I couldn't figure out how to fit it in my day later because I didn't have that set time. Okay. And then just the same story with starting school. And then I realized, oh, I should get my homework done first thing in the morning because then I knock it out and then I don't have to worry about it all day. So it's just kind of this conundrum that just, just keeps happening. So th- I would say those things are the, the, the important things for me to have set aside time. I do love that already, you know, within that hour, what your top priorities are. Mm-hmm. That's good because it's e- really easy to get swept away with feeling paralyzed because of how many things you want to do or feel like you should be doing, but you're right. Even within those, any single one of those is going to take up that time pretty quickly. And they have different pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. And so do you find yourself trying to do all three? Do you find yourself doing just one primarily? Like how, how does that actually play out for you? Well, the best, I know that the best thing is to just do one, just focus okay. and do one. I have tried to do two and that work that has been working better for me in the summer. Cause I have some more time, but it's usually I try and do the more important thing first. And then the other thing I could, I could get interrupted if I needed to, Okay, but I was going to add kind of the frustration that I have where I've got these three things. And I like, before I go to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. 
in the morning. And then when I wake up, my brain starts to go, oh, but, and I, maybe the problem is, is that I stay in bed <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking about it where I'm, instead mm-hmm. of jumping up, I'm just like, oh, but I, I was going to do that thing, but maybe the other thing is more important and, or I really wanted to go for a run or, and then I start just second guessing myself. And then I, it's just easier to stay in bed. And then I just sleep and then I wake up and the hour is gone. And so Got then it. I feel even worse. So mm-hmm. This is honestly really natural and common to happen when you have such highly important, but still competing priorities. That's why you're staying in bed, right? Because you're not uncomfortable doing those things. What you're uncomfortable doing is making Mm trade-offs right? Right. and never feeling like I've done it all. Right. Cause is that happening for you? Like if you do gospel study and you don't get to exercise or homework, do you feel like, Oh, I really should have done that. Or I feel guilty or I'm so behind and vice versa. Like if you do exercise or you do your homework, do you always feel guilty about not getting the gospel study done? Right. Yes. It's something where I, you know, all day I'm like, Oh, I need to get that done. I need to get that done. And there just isn't a set time or, you know, or I forget, you know, I, I, you know, Oh, Oh, I didn't study this morning. Oh, or whatever. So it's kind of both things where it just doesn't quite fit in the day because there isn't the time, that magical time set aside for it. Got it. Okay. So with those three priorities, gospel study, exercise slash getting ready, which is kind of two things there too. Right. And, and homework, but we'll just keep it. We'll just say that's one thing with those three. Do they need to happen every day? The homework doesn't necessarily, because if I get it done, if I happen to get it done, then okay, that one's more flexible. It's a little bit more flexible, but it's also urgent certain days. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The exercising no, it doesn't. I don't have to every day. And, and you know, gospel- when I say have to, I think my real question should have been, do you want them to happen every day? Like, do, um, are they three priorities for you that you're like, the, these make or break how I'm able to show up to my day, to my responsibilities and your answers long- might be the same. Yeah. As long as the homework is done, then I'm fine that I didn't, you know, study extra or whatever, as long as my assignments are done or I've done, you know, the majority of the reading or something, I don't feel bad about not doing it. Like, oh, I feel a loss because I didn't get to it. Yes. The gospel study is something that I want to do every day. And the exercise now that you mention it, no, it is not a daily priority for me. It's more of like, three or four times a week priority for me. Okay, great. So that helps us see there's one for sure that you're like, this makes or breaks my day. Mm -hmm. And the other two are more flexible and reactive in nature, meaning like one and lesson needs to be done. You need to do it, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't happen every day. And same with exercise. So what this can open us up to is to have more weirdly, when you have more limitations, like you're limiting it down to your most important things 
and you're also mm-hmm. being able to see this is inflexible and these are flexible, have owning those limitations will somehow give you more freedom to choose how you're going to go about them. Hmm. Okay. And before we do that though, I want to go a little deeper on a few things that have come up before we okay. do the practical side of this. Okay. Okay. I've already mentioned, you've got these competing priorities, mm-hmm. but alongside them, a fear of trade-offs. Yes. Okay. Within that fear of trade-offs, what I see come up a lot in both myself and the woman I work with is that one of the trade-offs we don't want to make is doing a habit or routine differently than we did in the past. Okay. So we don't give ourselves flexibility to meet our season. Like this is the way I exercise. This is the way I study. This is the way I do gospel study. Mm -hmm. So if I can't do that, then I can't do it. Hmm. Okay. So there's like a a fear of making trade-offs also is a fear of flexibility, like doing it in a different way Hmm. and opening yourself up. That's fascinating. Yeah. And we do that. I've, I've never thought of it as a fear And yeah, I, it's true. Like the ideal is one hour focused, Okay, but it can't always be that way. Yeah. So thanks for pointing that out. Well, I mean, I need someone to point it out to me all the time too. (laughs) This is why having a mirror is really helpful. So we do have the ideal version Mm -hmm. and it's good to have ideals of what we want and what we're striving for, but we also have to be real about our season of life. And with that, our responsibilities that we need to meet and how that needs to shift in our approach to the responsibilities. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater and just saying, well, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's maybe more, I'm going to do it in a different way. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. What is that bringing up for you related to your mornings? On the one hand, I'm thinking we just figured out that my top priority for that time is gospel study. So Mm -hmm. I should just always do that. On the other hand, sometimes I want an early morning workout. Like Mm -hmm. I'm actually in the mood and I feel like I should jump on that because it's not often that I want to. So I guess that's where I have a little bit of a concern is because I feel like my top priority, I should just always do that. But what if I want to throw in a workout, does that mess up the whole system? Not if you allow there to be some flexibility in how you do your gospel study. Mm -hmm. And this is where I want to repotentialize this situation with you. And just thinking about like, what could my gospel study look like? What could my exercise program look like? When Mm -hmm. else in the day could I exercise if I want to do another part, or if I still prefer the morning, how can I exercise in a way that is realistic to my season? Could I combine some of these? Could I do my gospel study while I'm exercising in certain ways? Could I shorten it? Could it just be about what's first is first. So I spend five minutes doing gospel study and then Mm -hmm. I go into, you know, giving Mm -hmm. that little bit of flexibility. So it's not about, since this is the top priority, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it has to get all of the time. Maybe it's just first in the lineup. Great. Love it. So it's first, but not, doesn't have to be all. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what's good about this, Amy, on those days where you do need more sleep or Mm -hmm. you're just struggling to get out of bed because that will happen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're human, right? Yep. If you have a more of a baseline version of even this spiritual study habit that you can do on your worst of day, you can right. still do that in just a few minutes. Right. And have it not all be out the window. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the exercise and the homework routines of having smaller baseline versions of these. That means you can mm-hmm. still be consistent with them. Right. Okay. Okay. That was very helpful. So it can still be top priority, but it can be shorter. And mm-hmm. so that I can move on to the next thing. If I, if that feels like a priority for sure, like, let's say okay. one day you wake up and your kids have places to, to go. You have a homework assignment that needs to happen that day. And this is your only opportunity to exercise. Uh-huh. So what if your morning is still consistent in terms of priority. So you spend one minute doing spiritual study and that mm-hmm. counts. And then you go, mm-hmm. or you listen to some spiritual things while you go on a 20 minute walk. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you send 20 minutes doing your homework and then you shower. Okay. okay. Because you've given yourself that flexibility. Right. Okay. Okay. That's great. That I love the way that you worded it too. Cause I, I tend to think like, oh, I failed, you know, So I'm glad that the the word flexible is like, no, I was flexible with what I had and, and I, you know, did what I wanted to do, how I needed to do it. So I teach us a lot more in the sticky habit method. So I wasn't trying to like give you a whole lecture there, but the point is, is we, as women, we need our habits to be consistent, but the Mm -hmm. biggest thing that is making that impossible are our competing responsibilities that require us to be so reactive and responsive. Right. So our way of being consistent is by being more flexible. Hmm. Okay. Great. So of these three priorities, tell me like, what would be your, maybe we can repotentialize now. Like what could these look like? And you can just kind of, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall, (laughs) see what Mm -hmm. sticks, what sounds good. You can kind of brainstorm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you've given me some good ideas about listening to study material, like gospel study materials to be able to do other things or to be able to fit it in to, yeah, sorry, be able to fit it into other things. Okay. I like that. I like that. One thing I have been doing, you mentioned walking. I I love walking and I've decided, and I've realized that walking, you can kind of fit it in whenever, because you don't have to shower or you don't, you can go shoes or whatever, you know, you could do it while running errands or whatever. So I have kind of snuck in exercise by walking, learning that that's a a little tool that I can (laughs) use for exercise. And then with doing my homework. I mean, are we talking like how to do my homework sometime during the day or just in the morning? I still see that one as flexible. Okay. So that's can be as an ad as needed basis. So okay. you, you know, you, you already said like the night before you think about what you need to do the next day, but mm-hmm. if you like in the morning in that special power hour that you have before the kids get up. So automatically though, and we're going to talk about this next We want Mm -hmm. you to have a stable way of starting the day, even if it's like just a two minute routine that you can do on your worst of day Mm -hmm. that incorporates the gospel study highest priority. But that night before is when you can think about, well, how am I going to do, like, Mm -hmm. do I need to do the homework stuff? So let's think about how I'm going to adapt 
my other priorities there for in the morning, or you can say, Nope, I can do that during lunchtime or I can do it in the afternoon. Okay. Okay. So it comes down to like making, like thinking about my day the day before and what needs to get done, what the priorities are, and then how do I need to be flexible in my, Mm -hmm. in my other things to fit the priority in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can see that with homework because I know when the deadlines are and I know, Uh you know, how my schedule is and I don't have any time. And so I can see that, that I, I can prioritize it in the morning as I need it as needed. Okay. So with this, I'm just going to share back with you some of your ideas of repotentializing this. Maybe you can blend some priority priorities, like doing some, some kind of spiritual practice while you are walking or exercising, mm-hmm. maybe walking at other times of the day, maybe mm-hmm. just incorporating walking into grocery shopping or what, you yeah. know, parking yeah. farther away, like have, having mm-hmm. some flexibility there and homework, just inserting that when and how you need, just thinking about that ahead of time, whether that's mm-hmm. going to be the morning or a different time. Okay. So does that all sound good to you? Like those yeah. options? Yep. Sounds great. I want you to leave though, with a way to like a dependable, clear way of how you're going to do this. We have the ideal now, an ideal is an hour of focus mm-hmm. for gospel exercise and homework, mm-hmm. and maybe splitting it between the three mm-hmm. on like some, you know, some days. Okay. That's a very ideal version, but let's come up with one. And, and you know, that's kind of like the high, the high line of where you want to go. We want to go to the baseline version of how you can just start in a dependable way, even on your worst of days, because your habits shouldn't be designed for your best of days. They should be designed to support you on your worst of days. And I have heard you say that, and I'm glad you're repeating it to me. So, yep. And yes. for me too. So <laughs> let's come up with your worst of day baseline version of how you can start your day while still honoring your most important priority of gospel study. Mm-hmm. So that way you can always start the day the same and not get lost in that loop that you kind of get into, like waking up and thinking about, well, maybe I should do this first or that first, or I feel so stuck because I can't do it that way. So what's our baseline version? I would say the most important thing that I can do any day is just pray, just say a prayer. I would love to say I'd throw in a couple verses of scripture or something or listening to something, but definitely I can pray. That's the best example of this. Okay. You did it. Okay. See, sometimes people are like, oh, the, you know, the, the worst version of this is I can do 20 minutes of yeah, uh-huh. intense scripture study. And you're like, mm, <laughs> can you do that on your very worst of day? Right. Uh-huh. So we have an ideal. Now we have your baseline. So let's okay. break this down into a clear, what I call a WTA for you. So this is, we'll just start with actually the WT here. The A takes a lot more time to explain. So let's just do a when then pairing. So when I, and you can tell me what's the triggering behavior or the habit that already happens 
Maybe mm-hmm. your feet hit the floor. Maybe you stretch when you wake up, maybe you turn off your alarm. Maybe you turn on the light. Like, mm-hmm. is there something pretty clear there that we can attach your new then to your new baseline behavior of saying a prayer? Well, it's going to involve going to the bathroom. <laughs> so Perfect. That's honestly great. most people's first thing. That's great. <laughs> Number one thing. So, so when I wash my hands. Sure. Yeah. When I wash my hands and walk it back into my room, okay. I say a prayer. And how do you typically do that? Or what would be like the worst of day version of this? Like, would you still just kneel down next to your bed? Would you even kneel down in the bathroom? Would you just stand and say the prayer while you wash your hands? You know, (laughs) I would kneel down in the closet. I mean, I've done that before. (laughs) So that would probably be the most likely thing. And do you typically go to your closet to get dressed no matter what? Uh, Oh, perfect. Well, no, no, I have to, I have to like walk through my closet. Oh, okay. so it's, it's on the way to the, to the bedroom. So yeah, it's something that I have to do. Okay. So I wash my hands. I walk through the closet and I could just pray right there. Kneel and pray. Okay. So when I walk through my closet and you'll know what that's connected to, then I'll kneel down and pray. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's your baseline version. Okay. And you know, trickle down effect happens really often when you have that consistency in place, meaning the more you do this more consistently, the more easily and more consistently you'll be able to build where you're like, now I can read a verse and that becomes your baseline. Well, I actually can do five minutes and that eventually is your baseline of what you do on your worst of days until, you know, more often than not, you actually meet your ideal. And maybe your ideal is 10 minutes of deep intentional, because that's probably the word you're going for more than time. Mm-hmm. And even intensity, it's just the intention behind it. If we're going okay. back to the beginning of our conversation, 10 minutes of intentional study. Okay. And that will happen more and more until it becomes your baseline too, mm-hmm. which is kind okay. of fun. Your baselines grow. Right. Yeah. That that's exciting. Okay. But you know, what's so- great though about baselines when you have another seasonal shift, like you start your job in the fall and your kids are all going back to school, mm-hmm. you can always go back to that very first baseline. Right. Uh-huh. That yep. will always be there for you. Okay, cool. It's like this foundation that's just there. Okay. Yeah. So if I were to ask you what you you can take away from this conversation, what would you say? I would say that I need to be flexible I, honestly, one huge thing is that I learned what my number one thing is, is just, Great. I need to do something gospel related, mm-hmm. whether it just be the one minute thing or, and I love the word intentional or some intentional study. And I need to be aware of the needs of the day and be flexible based on what needs to get done. But like, I need to have a plan. Like I need to think about it first so that I can execute it in the moment. Mm -hmm. And all while being aware of your season. Mm -hmm. Right. And also your wants. Right. Uh Because those are allowed to be part of the equation. Right. Yeah. 
Well, this is hey, great, Amy. Yeah. You just yeah. helped me remember <laughs> things I needed today. <laughs> so I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate just sorting all this out with you. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. Now I'm going to share the progress pointers, and these are notes that I took so you don't have to take any, and all of those on my go-getter newsletter get this in a graphic form each week. Number one, when we face competing priorities to insert into a short window of time, it means we have to be willing to make trade-offs. Two, to better make these trade-offs, get real about what your non-negotiables of those priorities are, and re-potentialize how they can be more flexible. Three, build baseline habits to support the non-negotiables using the smallest and simplest version of your ideal that you can do on your very worst of days. And number four, even if your priorities demand flexibility, having one stabilizing habit to begin your allotted time will create the consistency you need to shift with each day's needs. There was a lot in this coaching call that we weren't able to cover because it's in my full course on forming habits outside of perfectionism. It's called the sticky habit method. If any part of what I did to coach Amy through figuring out her priorities and how to actually get started on them practically through habits, if any of that helped you, then you will love this course. I'm going to highly encourage you to go check it out at aboutprogress.com slash sticky habit method. And it's super affordable and super awesome and super designed for busy women with competing priorities. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if it was, I would love if you could do me a favor in return, please share the show with a friend. If you share it on Instagram, you link it and you tag me you're going to get automatically submitted to our monthly giveaway. And secondly, if you could leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it helps the show in ways I can't even express. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.